Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels and Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills preview podcast here from the Bills Packers of Illinois. We're coming off a bye week, thank God. Uh, so the bleeding in Bills Nation has stopped momentarily. As I just mentioned here to my comrades, there were two monologues recorded, but you know what? Didn't post them because I didn't care. <laughs> Joining me tonight, uh, the always fiery Billy the Kid Nichols. Hooah! And to my immediate left, again, we're without Jim and Jeff Day, who's uh, wasting away up there in Evanston. So uh, it's just me, Billy, and the always beautiful Miss Cassie Ozark. Hello. So coming off a of bye week, coming off of a uh, Tennessee Titans loss, which has more or less taken the wind completely out of the sails of just about every member of the Buffalo Bills fan base. Uh, and we're on the road this week in Houston, uh, who by all accounts are more or less the class of the AFC right now. And they are also coming off their bye week, so we have no advantage there. Uh, so this will be a great episode, talking about that stuff. You can reach us at billsandbeers.com. That's our Facebook page. That's the best way to communicate with us. If you like this uh, podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and tell all your friends. <sighs> Go Bills. So, I guess we'd be remiss if we didn't just briefly touch on that Tennessee Titans loss, which was just about everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, Matt Castle was on fire. Excuse me. Matt Hasselbeck was on fire. He was hitting all of his hitting all of his receivers in stride, being smart and responsible with the football. And Chris Johnson, as we, I think we all predicted, had his big breakout party. Did he have two touchdowns? Or just, yep, two touchdowns. Yep, the one where he flew in on the opening drive. And then, of course, the first play from scrimmage the next time they had the ball where he took it straight up the middle of the field, 80-some yards for the score. And then, uh, in classic Buffalo Bills fashion, fourth and nine from the 15-yard line was less than two minutes to go. They threw the go-ahead touchdown, <laughs> and we lost. Um... Boy, what's there to say about that game, about where the Bills team is right now, and about what we should expect moving forward from the squad? I just, we've been doing this for a few years together. We've been watching these games for more than that together. I'm just, it's so depressing. Like, I think this is one of my, the ultimate lows I've ever had with the three of you, gent- or, well, Jeff's not here, the two of you gentlemen and, and Jeff. Yeah. And it's just... I don't know what you could say. Nothing was working. Nothing. Nobody was playing well. Like, well, okay. I'm going to dial it back a little bit because I said before, the offense is clearly not the problem. They're not the problem, but they're not being the solution. I'll give you that. All righty. Like, you know, <laughs> they're not going out and matching every drive with a touchdown. That's just not happening. And I know, you know, CJ's playing well and Freddie's, you know, trying to do their best. But... I, it's not going to. It's not going to get us there. It's exasperating at this point. I mean, you know, to touch on the offense real quick, as you say, it's not the problem, especially given the losses uh, as far as personnel that we had at the beginning of the season with Dave Nelson going down, and you know, injury-ridden uh, running backs who, uh, and injury-ridden uh, offensive line. So playing in there with reserves like Sam Young and still able to put up thirty-plus points. That's it's definitely not the problem, and if you're putting up 30 points, you should not be losing games in the NFL. 
So, uh, which actually, uh, I was uh, reading Peter King's uh, Monday morning quarterback this week, and I was excited to see that the Bills are not the, well, I'm sure we're the worst in a lot of categories, but I guess the Saints are averaging, uh, are letting up 32 points a game. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, Because in every other statistical category, the Bills have a historically bad defense. Points, yards, everything. This is one of the worst defenses in league history. And this is after we shelled out $100 million for a former first overall pick. We've devoted at least 60% of our draft resources to defensive players, including the third overall pick just a year ago. We've we've been very active in free agency outside of Mario Williams, bringing in people like Nick Barnett and... Um, Anderson, I can't. His first name eludes me now. Mark, yeah, I didn't care. He hasn't done. He hasn't done jack squat. He's out. He's out. I, I get that, but it's just it's just exhausting watching this team play. And if you guys will recall, what now seems like an eternity ago, but three years ago, um, when Buddy Nix took over, he took over in you know, January first of two thousand ten. Uh, we were coming off the last Dick Duran season, and we would have given anything. Anything to see a competent offense take the field because those games were so hard to watch with our defense keeping us in games. And now, how much would you give up to have Perry Fuel and those seven and nine teams back just so we know that we have a sporting chance to beat somebody, knowing that we can at least stop them from putting it in the end zone every time they touch the ball? Yeah, and the you know, Matt, I mean, uh, you know, beginning of this season, you remember how much we were excited. The fact that George Edwards, finally, finally, George Edwards gone. Dave wants that stepping in. And we just got suckered into it. Got, you know, going based off of his name, based off of the fact that, hey, it can't get worse than with George (laughs) Edwards. Why doesn't George Edwards ever blitz? Why does he throw any interesting packages in there? Well, we got what we wished for. uh, We didn't get what we wished for. So we were wishing for the wrong damn thing. Um, However... If it, if it can't get any worse, why don't – it's just amazing. Why don't we just return to the scheme that we ran last year? Yeah, well, I'm sorry. We are – we're like backseat drivers right here. I mean, we're like in the way, way backseat. How has this been able to continue over six games? Like, if, if it's obvious for us to pick up on it and the rest of Bill's Nation, why don't – I'm sure those guys read the blogs or at least read the news or are in tune to it. I'm sure they get questions from the from the papers all the time about these things. Why doesn't anything change? Yes, yes, the papers. Um, well, <laughs> we do have a statistically terrible defense. But with our offense, they should be able to do – They or excuse me, they should be able to win with a defense that's ranked 20th mm-hmm. in the NFL. If we had a defense that ranked 20th in the NFL, we'd be 5-2, and two, maybe 6-1 and one right now. Maybe six and one, depending on how that Jets game goes. But let's say conservatively five and two. But here's the more frustrating part is that, yeah, Cassie, I'm with you. And Bill, I'm with you too, because I must have said it a dozen times during the Titans game. It's clearly not working. Why not try something new? Well, evidently, by all accounts, by all the defensive players who are watching film, it's not working because they're the ones making the mistakes. That they are being set up to be in the right place at the right time and and make the plays and stop the ball from doing whatever it damn well pleases, whether it's being thrown, run, punted, doesn't matter. Uh, But they're not making plays, either because of lack of effort, either because of mental mistakes, or just getting beat by their man one-on-one. Thing is, if, if if you're making mistakes, then you as a coach have to accept the fact that those mistakes are going to be made and then restructure your scheme based upon 
those mistakes. That's I, to- I totally agree. That's the other thing. There's more mistakes than there are correct plays. So, but personally, I'd be like, I'm sorry, you're not, you're. That's not a mistake of you playing poorly or whatnot. That's just really how a player you are. And those plays that you are excelling on, you know, those are like a mistake of like being good. Yeah. Because. I'm, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing mistakes of good plays. I'm not seeing mistakes of like bad plays. I just think that there were bad, bad players. Right. And it's, it, I totally agree with what you guys are saying because I'm, I'm fully of the mind too. If like, if your players aren't getting it done in your system, then you need to change the system and put your players in a position where they will succeed. Mistakes and all. Or yeah, but do play to your players' strengths. One of the things that I've seen, Kelvin Shepard is getting beat up pretty bad in the media right now because whatever he's being asked to do, he doesn't do it well. One thing he does do well based on our, our limited uh, data set, because we haven't seen it too often, but every time he does do it, he does it pretty well, is blitz. He gets up there pretty fast. He, he's good at getting off tacklers or finding a crease and getting to the quarterback. He never does that. So where I'm sitting is like, well, yeah, Kelvin Shepard isn't filling those gaps. He's not getting off his blockers. He's not good in coverage. Then don't have him do those things. Have him do the things he does do well. Have him blitz. Another guy who blitzes pretty well, Jarris Bird. Hardly ever see him blitz. And Stephon Gilmore, apparently he was pretty good at blitzing off the corner in college. Haven't seen him blitz once Once. this year. Not in preseason, not in any of the regular season games. We've had 11 opportunities, not once seen the guy blitz. So... Again, and this is why it's exhausting because we can go round and round and round. Is it the players? Is it the schemes? Is it the players in the scheme? Is it the fact that they play in Buffalo, where you know it's the stadium is built on a cursed Indian burial ground? Is it because they're just not proud to play for Buffalo, or they just waiting for their next contract to go get their big payday and go play with in some place with some people they want to be with? Like, what is it? I mean, the the fact of the matter is we we don't have an identity, and we haven't had an identity as a certain type of team for for so long. How do you build? A team. It's like building a, a product, building a brand, you know, and everyone rallies around a certain cause. We play football in Buffalo, New York. We should be a hard-nosed, run-first team, just like the Steelers have done forever. The Steelers have a, a, one of the strongest identities. The Packers have a great identity. You, the Patriots have a great identity. And th- those are the teams that are the perennial uh, winners in the NFL. W- what are we? We're not hard-hitting. We're not we're a blitz or we don't, we don't blitz. We're I mean, a pass first. We live it's, right here with the, the, the quintessential yeah. identity of a team. They live, breathe and die by their defense. Their defense has a, a pick six in every single game this it's year, amazing. at least one. It's, and I, you know what? It's just like 2006. All they're over what? Now. Five and one, six and one. They believe that they're going to get it, but, and but they do, but that their, their offense, yeah, whatever, but they don't need it because they know that their defense is going to do it. And you're right. They believe and they know that their defense is going to do it. We don't We don't have that on either side of the ball. We don't even have that on special teams. I'd take a special teams victory or something. Uh, okay. Leotis McKelvin is having a hell of a year yes. at special teams. I give that guy some credit. I'm sorry, I don't mean to correct you, but yeah. of the one guy, <laughs> there's one guy I can point to on our team that has an attitude and wants to make an identity for himself or his unit, it's Leotis McKelvin. And we've been saying that about the guy since he was drafted. Um, he might not be doing the job that we drafted him to do, but whenever he's in the game, he definitely plays with hellfire. In the this game. year. How about Brad Smith, too? He's having a pretty good season. Yeah. 
He's a great football player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Hey, well, the bright spots. But, but, no, the, the bright but, spots are the players who have the balls in their hands. It's the guys on the other side who can't do anything to do what, anything. But what do we do with Brad Smith? We tell him to drop back and try to throw a 40-yard uh, pass well, that goes that through, was... you know, goes into a pick, remember? It's like we're, we're putting our players and expecting <sighs> them to do, I mean, yeah. things that yeah. just aren't correct. That was... Bill, that... Billy, Billy's... Thank God, thank God I didn't see that. that. If, I if I would have seen that game live, I, I, might, I may have had gone into cardiac arrest. So, uh, well, let's, yeah, let's get off. I mean, again, this is just, it's just depressing. Um, and it's when it, we're kind of just sitting here flabbergasted by the whole situation. And to be perfectly honest, now I know I'm overly optimistic. I don't know what to expect on Sunday. I mean, if you go by all the evidence that's out there, we're going to get slaughtered. But who knows? We know that this team has so much potential Lord knows when they're going to tap it. So, I, you're skeptical. All right, I'm very, very. Okay, well, like, we'll get into it. We'll get into a little talk here about the Houston Texans. So, with that in mind, uh, we're going into Houston. As we mentioned before, that Tennessee game was a must-win game because now we're facing... Well, we're looking straight down the barrel at two very, very difficult road games against probably what most pundits would say right now are the two best teams in the AFC. Um, by all accounts, the NFC is the stronger of the two conferences, uh, but by leaps and bounds and certainly by record, um, the Houston Texans are, are the best team in the AFC. And we travel to them to play this Sunday. Is there any facet of this game where we have the upper hand? Yes, the uh, the fans would be on my fantasy team. <laughs> I have I'm playing Andre Johnson this week. You better uh, believe. I have I have Andre Johnson, Matt Schaub, and uh, Owen Daniels. Okay, all three will be playing. I think the only chance we have is that the Texans overlook us, uh, and the fact that we don't play them very often, I think, plays into our hands and. They're not as used to, you know, between that and the Patriots game, if we're going to win one of those games, it's going to be this game. Really? You don't think we have a shot at the Patriots? None. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. I mean, you look, at, you look at the Houston Texans passing attack, you look at their rushing attack, they are probably the most well-balanced offensive team, at least in the AFC, maybe even in the entire NFL. And with our historically bad defense, that doesn't bode too well. How many turnovers do we have on defense? You know... Actually, ironically, we're not at the bottom of the league in either turnovers or sacks. We're actually like kind of somewhere in the middle, I do believe. I could be wrong, uh, but we're not as bad as you'd think. It's just everything else that kills us. It's, it's third down conversions, it's yards, it's points, it's everything else. Fourth down conversions. <laughs> now, one thing, uh, so as we said before, maybe going, before going online here... Um, Mario Williams had the bone fragments scraped out of his wrist or whatever the hell his surgical procedure was, and he's going back home to the team that let him walk. Um, we haven't seen a motivated Mario play yet this year. If he can't get motivated for this game, that boy cannot get motivated at all, right? But that, that's part of me where something I'm kind of looking. Prove, I mean, something and that's one of the reasons I'm two. looking at this game going like, I can see this sort of going both ways. Like There are a couple of elements in this game that I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills – Pulled it off. But I, I see it being the Texans being like, all right, well, we just have to double team Mario. So 
you know, it's just is another game. It, it fuels the fire of all the controversy that's taking place of, you know, players calling out players for not trying hard and not playing hard and stuff like that. If I was the Texans, I'd be like, heck yeah, we're going to double team those two guys, make them look like they are really not trying hard. Okay, okay. Uh, offensively, do you think we'll be able to move the ball against this defense? Wade Phillips is coming in there, whip those guys into shape. J.J. Watt is having a franchise year. But um, with the exception of the, well, with the exception of the other two teams that we've played uh, west of the Mississippi on the road, uh, Arizona and San Francisco, this offense has been pretty good this year. Yeah, I mean, our offense plays a different style than most of the defenses are used to playing against. So I think our offense always has a chance to succeed. So I don't put this game any, any, any different than that. I don't care how good the defense is. I think if we execute a game plan, we'll be all right. We'll be able to put up some points. The question will be, can our defense hold up to him? And, and I think Fitz will have a, a good game. I'm going to have some confidence in him, knowing that he's coming off of bye week. You know, he's hopefully put some of the stuff, you know, in the early part of the season, some of the bad throws and whatnot behind him and, and see that he comes out and, and plays well in the, in the second half of the season. I think he's kind of been a first half of the season or second half of the season player. He had a really great first season last year and a really crappy second season, so or second part of the season, so... Maybe it'll be the reverse. Here's the play I've been calling for every every play, or excuse me, every first snap of every offensive possession since week two when this guy was finally activated. Play action deep to TJ Graham. I'm calling it right now. It's happening this week. We're going to get six points. Okay, well then before we get into predictions, uh, this is Bills and Beers. Um, we talk about the Bills, but we also talk about beer. And if you're one of our listeners over the age of 21, we encourage you to drink responsibly and to drink Rolling Rock, the extra pale ale from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Uh, home of Arnold Palmer and somewhere outside of the Pittsburgh metropolitan area. Uh, Rolling Rock, Latrobe Brewing Company, now out of St. Louis, Missouri. You know what? The bills may let you down, but beer never does. That's right. So uh, if you're over 21, please drink responsibly. If you're under 21, ask your parents first. Okay. (laughs) Predictions time. Uh, Who wants to go first? Well, doom and gloom is back. 46 to 6. Okay. That would hurt. That would hurt. Wow. Okay. I think the Bills put up 27 points. And the Texans put up 13. (laughs) Um, Cassie, 46 to 6. That would hurt. Uh, But I'll tell you what would hurt even more. 28-27, 28-27, uh, wide left with uh, no time left on the clock. We oh. lose. Just enough to keep us thinking we still have a shot. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying it right now. They're going to look great, and they're going to get like 14 of those points off like a pick six, probably a punt return for a touchdown. But the defense is going to show up. They're going to play great. The ball is going to be in our hands to win at the end of the game. We're going to have to settle for a 54-yard field goal. And Ryan Lindell is going to pull it way left. You heard it here first, 28-27 Houston Texans. Thanks so much for listening to Bills and Beers. It's been a very depressing week. I can only imagine what next week's episodes are going to be like. Sorry if we missed you during the bye week. Tell all your friends. Download us on iTunes. Subscribe, won't you? Go Bills. Go Bills. The Bills make me want to shout